You're having a good time here tonight. Welcome to Race Time Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Chisholm, uh, flying solo once again here in the Race Time Radio studio, but not really solo. I uh, got Susie Q here. Uh, she is going to have us all lined up with our guests tonight. And do we have an outstanding guest lined up for you tonight? Uh, we are going to talk some dirt racing. Of course, uh, things trying to finish off on the asphalt side of things. Over at uh, Sunset Speedway, or pardon me, at Flamborough Speedway. And uh, yeah, they're trying to get things in. That's where we're going to start right now. And I'm going to grab them right off the right off the hop. Uh, we got Junior down at Flamborough Speedway. He's going to be spotting for a couple of different teams. But we got him on the hotline right now because he is about to go racing. We're going to get a quick report and find out how things are at Flamborough Speedway. Junior, Hello. what's going on? How are you? What you're what? Uh, I'm just uh, in the middle of the pure stock chipwet train. I'm extremely sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. So you got pure stocks on the track. They're out there for 40 laps. You still got some more features left to go in the day, do you? Yes, we do. We've got uh, that. This is the first feature of the day. We've had intermittent rain showers uh, throughout the night uh, uh, here at Flamborough uh, throughout the afternoon, really. Uh, we still have late model qualifying coming up, and, and uh, uh, we still have uh, uh, the Super Stock feature, as well as the Grisdale Triple Crown, 100 laps for the Pro Late, and then as well the Super Late model. Wow. So lots to come. Uh, how's the car count, Junior? Lots of cars showing up for the final short track race of the year? Yeah, the car count is great down here. Mike Schmidt and... and uh, uh, John Caselli and these guys did a wonderful job getting cars here to the racetrack, uh, putting on a show for the fans. Uh, there's uh, 25 pro late models, I believe. Uh, there's 19 super socks, uh, well over 40 pure socks uh, for fun. And then as well, there's, uh, I believe, 16 or, or 15 uh, uh, outlaw super late models as well. So a great showing for uh, London Recreational. Frosttoberfest, and and uh, looking forward to seeing what the night provides. We're yeah, seeing some clear skies above the racetrack right now. Oh, uh, and you gotta love it. It has been on and off. I know outside the Race Time Radio studio today, sun was out. Then uh, turn around, two seconds later, it's pouring rain. Sounds like it's been the same outside Hamilton for you guys. It's been a long day so far for you. I know you left up here at about six a.m. Yeah, definitely. It's been a long day, but. Uh, uh, it's the last day of school. You know, it's, uh, uh, it seems like every year, uh, this event, uh, just continues to get bigger and bigger and you gotta be here for it. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a long day. Mother Nature is not cooperating. Uh, well, she is at the moment, but, uh, uh, definitely, uh, just a, a, a an awesome event. And, and, you know, it, it wouldn't be October if we didn't, uh, freeze, 
squeeze our butts off at Lambro Speedway. Yeah, and earlier today, probably a little sweat off the brow, right? It was a nice warm day. Now it's chilling off. Is that it for showers now by the look of it? Does it look like you're going to get the rest of the program in, or is it still touch and go? Uh, it's still touch and go. There's still like a 40% chance of showers uh, right through to midnight. Uh, it is supposed to rain pretty hard uh, later on in the night. We've got a car upside down, actually. Uh, we've got a car up on its side, uh, so it's going to get quiet. I'm going to stop yelling here. But uh, uh, that was live action. A little bit of live action here. There's uh, lap 22 um, uh, uh, of the four funds, and there's a car up on its side. Wow. So that is uh, really, uh, th- th- that's what happens, right? You get a lot of cars on the racetrack, get a lot of action happening, and uh, uh, it's going to be a busy day still for you to come. Who are you going to be spotting? I know you are. You can't just be down there reporting. You're going to be spotting. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm spotting for the 33 of Roy Wilkie. Um, we were third quick in practice um, in the Superstock uh, for uh, the Besser Forest product, Superstock. Um, it was uh, it was a great showing so far, and then in, in time trials, uh, we ended up uh, the, the fuel pickup uh, ended up uh, floating to the top of the uh, to the cell and sitting up on top of the foam. Uh, we uh, we were trying to play a little bit of a game and, and not fill it completely full so that we could be as low as possible on weight, and it bit us. So uh, by the sounds of it, uh, uh, the uh, you know we we didn't get our full qualifying session in. Uh, we'll be starting 16th, so deep in the field for Roy Wilkie. Um, and then as well, I'm going to be spotting for the 17 of, uh, of Josh Stoddy. Um, we've uh, we've worked together quite a few times throughout the uh, the 20, uh, 21 season, and and uh, yeah, we we're still waiting to qualify. We were uh, in the top five in practice, and and uh, looking forward to seeing what we can do with uh, with that number 17 MEI Toyota. Yeah, you almost hit pay dirt, you and Josh, there the last time at Flamborough Speedway. It was an APC race. You guys almost did it. Yeah, to be honest with you, uh, at Flamborough Speedway, Josh and I and, and the team, uh, we had a phenomenal run. Um, race number one at Flamborough Speedway with the APC series. Um, we had, uh, you know, we, we took the lead. Um, I believe it was a green-white checkered at the end. Uh, there was a little bit of contact with uh, with the nine of Brandon Watson. Uh, there was a red flag for Jr. and Dale Shaw. They had a big crash up here in turn number two, and uh, you know it, it, there was a red flag. We were sitting in the catbird seat. We had the lead, and, and uh, you know then uh, I guess the racing gods didn't didn't want us to to win that one, and and uh, we ended up getting a flat under the red. So uh, that was a heartbreaker. And then you know I, I think the biggest story. Um, of the year with Josh at, at Sunset Speedway where, uh, you know, we led the entire race. And, uh, you know, I believe it was 20-some-odd uh, 20, 20 laps to go. Um, there was a yellow flag, and, and uh, we ended up uh, breaking a ball joint. So, um, that, was a, that was a big heartbreaker uh, for, for Josh and, and his whole team. So he's been, uh, he's been knocking on the door of the wins uh, at racetracks similar to, uh, to Flamborough Speedway. So we've had a, uh, a great year. And, 
looking forward to seeing what we can do with that 17 car. If you're just tuned in to Race Time Radio, welcome aboard. we got Joe Jr. He is down at Flamborough Speedway right now, Frosttoberfest. It's the final short track asphalt race of the season, and it's taking place today at Flamborough Speedway. Jr. going to be doing some spotting. We're getting a live report from him. Uh, pure stocks on track, red flag out. We got one upside down. They'll get that cleaned up, and then they'll uh, get back to racing, and uh, still lots of big races to come. So we were kind of hoping to get the winners on tonight, Junior, but uh, it could be uh, stretching it tonight. Two-hour show. We may not be able to get too many winners on here, if at all. Yeah, no, by the sounds of it, uh, uh, by the, as, soon as, uh, as soon as these races are going to complete, uh, uh, they're going to roll straight out to the next one. There's actually no uh, no victory lane celebration uh, aside from the winner of the Grisdale Triple Crown. Um, the victory lane celebration will be held in the pits um, for each of the races to come. And uh, right now we're looking at lap 22 of the Pure Sox. So uh, I wouldn't doubt that by the end of your program, uh, we're probably only through the Super Sox because we still have late model qualifying to come. Well, with any uh, any luck at all, we will get you some updates throughout the course of this two-hour broadcast. And we'll try and get you uh, some of the winners on uh, from Flamborough Speedway Live tonight. But, uh, Junior, we'll let you get back to work. I know you got lots to do down there. Uh, you guys have a good, safe race, and I know you'll keep us up to date. Keep texting me, and I'll keep uh, the listeners up to date throughout the course of this two-hour show. You got her. Right on. Have a good one. Have a good show, guys. Thanks very much for calling in. You betcha. That is Joe Jr. He is at Flamborough Speedway. And uh, by the sounds of it, uh, action. Action already there at the Speedway with a pure stock uh, uh, either on its roof or on its side, whatever. Uh, it is one of those racetracks that always provides uh, some incredible action at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, lots of races to come at the track. And as mentioned, Junior will keep us up to date throughout the course of tonight's show. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. Uh, we're going to talk asphalt, of course. Uh, we're famous for doing that. We don't do a lot of dirt content. Uh, but tonight, we have got some uh, extraordinary guests actually coming up. Jacob Dykstra, the action sprinter, uh, he was crowned champion just last night. At uh, Brockville Speedway. Now, Brockville had the fall nationals all planned. Friday night, Saturday night, uh, two huge nights of racing. And uh, they got Friday night in by the look of things. Saturday night, of course, rain was a problem. I believe they were going to force it off till today until they looked at the forecast. And, of course, the forecast today was just junk. Uh, So, Brockville did everything they could to try and get the evening in and to try and get the day of racing in. It wasn't in the cards, so they pulled the pin on it. Things will transpire early in the spring uh, for what was planned uh, right now uh, for for today's show. Uh, But they did crown the champion. Uh, That is the end of the line for the Action Sprint Tour the champion, Jacob Dykstra, and he is going to join us live tonight on Race Time Radio. We'll also talk NASCAR Xfinity. We haven't caught up with Alex Labbe, of course, our Canadian driver down south, been running the full Xfinity season uh, with DGM. 
Alex Labe, uh, back and forth with Alex this week. And I said, hey, man, we've got to get you back on Race Time Radio and uh, check in with you. He's getting ready. Of course, big race this, uh, what was that, yesterday. Uh, Alex came home 24th. We'll talk to him about that tonight. But he's also getting prepared for the final four in the NASCAR Xfinity season. And Alex and Mario, the whole DGM team, of course, looking for a big finish here to 2021. Alex getting prepared for Kansas. That is the next track on the Xfinity schedule. He's got a cool sponsorship he's got to announce. And we'll talk to Alex tonight about that. We'll talk to him about 2021. And we'll get Alex's take on things with DGM. They have turned the corner this year. Some good results out of that 36 team. Uh, Can-Am on the side of that race car for, I'd say, 90% of the season. And uh, just doing a, a valiant effort down there, down south, and flying the Canadian flag uh, for us. And he's doing a great job. We'll talk to him about his results from this season. And we'll get his thoughts heading into the remainder of the 2021 season in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. We'll also hear tonight about Gary Elliott, the Ironman. We're used to seeing Gary Elliott in the province of Ontario. He moved away, went down Nova Scotia way. He lives in Nova Scotia now, took part in the uh, 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 in East Coast International Pro Stock Tour this year. And we'll catch up with Gary Elliott tonight and take a look in the rearview mirror. Wasn't maybe the season that uh, Gary was looking for in that Quaker State Chevrolet. Uh, he wants to get out and win some races. He didn't do that this year. But I can tell you, knowing Gary Elliott for as long as I have, uh, it was a season that uh, they would have enjoyed. They would have uh, wanted some better results. But uh, he's always moving forward. You know, Gary is one of those uh, staples in racing. Uh, he is, uh, he's, he's got a lot of things to be excited about. Uh, he has made over 800 starts consecutively uh, in short track racing. Uh, his numbers, his statistics uh, root all the way back. He's been in this sport for some 50 years and Gary Elliott's still getting the job done, still building in, and still in the like in the super late model, a template styled super late model called Pro Stock on the east coast of Canada. We call them super late models around here, but nevertheless, that's the type of car Gary is in, and we're gonna catch up with them here tonight on the show. And then we're gonna talk to a guy that absolutely all of us know. Uh, we got Clinton Jeffries going to join the, the, the show. Uh, we'll talk dirt. We can talk asphalt with Clinton. He's used to both of them. Of course, G-Force is uh, where, where Clinton has spent his summer on the G-Force TV broadcast. He, along with uh, uh, Adam, and, uh, and uh, it's just been a great year for those guys. They did the APC series. They did uh, a lot of dirt coverage. And we'll catch up tonight with Clinton Jeffries. We'll have a look in the rearview mirror with, with with what was 2021. And we'll catch some of his personal highlights. And I know those highlights will uh, probably extend out to all of us as well as it was, uh, you know, for a COVID season. It was definitely better than last year. 
it isn't going to be near what next year is going to be. Uh, next year, we are all fixing to get more back to normal, if you will, uh, at the racetrack. At least that's the way it's looking. That's the way we hope everything continues. Uh, this pandemic can be over, and let's get back to life as we know it. And uh, it, it's going to be pretty exciting. I can tell you the IWK 250 was just announced the other day for 2022. The date out at Riverside, put this one on the calendar, everybody. July 21st, 2022 is when the IWK 250 will take place at Riverside. If you haven't seen that race, trust me when I say you're going to want to take it in. If you can't do it in 2022, make sure you put it on the calendar for future uh Incredible. I call it Canadians or or Canada's ultimate short track race. Uh, We've been fortunate enough here at Race Time Radio to be out at the last 10 IWK 250s and broadcasting them live. Some of them right here on the channel. Uh, But some of the other ones were live on racetimeradio.com. Left no one behind. Everybody could get access to that race and listen to it flag to flag as we uh, went through the last 10 years. It is truly amazing. Uh, We've seen drivers in there. Of course, it does feature the Parts for Trucks Tour, known as the Parts for Trucks Tour this year, the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Uh, But that's the, the series that is featured in the IWK 250 at Riverside. But they always wheel in a NASCAR star. We've seen drivers like Brad Kozlowski come in. Uh, He finished third. Uh, Joey Logano has been here and finished third. Uh, Matt Crafton has been featured in the IWK 253 separate occasions, and uh, he's best finishes third spot. Of course, Kenny Wallace, another driver that has come in and run the IWK 250, and I believe that was back in 2019. And Kenny Wallace uh, finished the race in second spot, But there was a disqualification at the front. Sorry, it was 2018. Uh, There was a disqualification uh, on the winner, moving Kenny Wallace. He was the second-place driver, moving him into the win. So he joins Regan Smith as one of the only two NASCAR drivers to ever come north and take home the IWK 250 trophy. Uh, Those two drivers, and we've seen Marcus Ambrose come through. Uh, so many drivers, so many NASCAR stars have come through, uh, all of them, uh, dynamite guys getting up here, and uh, every one of them uh, have got the same uh, thoughts after the IWK and uh, during, before, all of the above. Every one of them has said, wow, what a short track race. They totally loved it. They loved the experience. Mark Martin was here just a few years ago. Uh, Mark said, wow, what a race. Uh, what, what what a bunch of guys to race against. Not only the parts for trucks or the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour drivers, but you get a lot of guys out of the U.S. as well, including uh, drivers like Cassius Clark. Um, how about Ben Rowe, Mike Rowe? Those drivers from, you know, over on the eastern side of the United States will come up and jump into that race. Uh, first time I ever met Austin Terrio was at the IWK 250. 
that particular year, uh, he had his late model. Uh, he was driving the truck for Brad Kozlowski down south. Um, they, he ended up fitting in the IWK 250 that season. And uh, a lot of the drivers that you would see at the Oxford 250, you would see at the IWK 250. So that is an incredible short track race. It comes up July 21st, and you don't want to miss it. That is 2020. Looking down the road, thought I'd better mention that so you can get it on your calendar. But we got lots to talk about tonight. Oh, well, I think of it. Tracy Hoskins. Tracy's done a lot of reporting for us uh, out of the U.S. Uh, of course, Tracy is Canadian. She's from uh, right in the same town as I'm from, Owen Sound, Ontario. Uh, Tracy, in the hospital. Uh, she went through an operation. She's starting to feel better. Uh, which is all good news, and glad to hear Tracy is on the mend. And anyone that uh, knows Tracy and knows that she's uh, been in the hospital, uh, the messaging I seen uh, was, you know, things are on the positive side. Tracy doing a recovery, and she is going to uh, hopefully be back down, getting us some live reports from the different short tracks that uh, she experiences that we just uh, can't, can't be at. Uh, Tracy does a great job, and all of her thoughts are with Tracy and uh, getting her healed up and getting her back to the short track. I know that's where she want to be. Anyway, we're going to hit a quick break here. When we come back, how about a champion? The 2021 Action Sprint Tour champion. We got Jacob Dexter going to join us live on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. Race Time Radio, just getting fired up. Stay with us. Hi, my name is Mark Salmon. I drive the number 78 Super Modified, sponsored by uh, Wells Foundry, Curry Steel, and Mobile Striping. And you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot, pull the trigger, and join Rackhunter Nation on both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit. Add your wood and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! 
access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio Live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm, and we are going to the hotline. And how about this? We got a champion for 2021. This driver hit pay dirt. He did it. He is the champion of the Action Sprint Tour. Uh, he drives the number five. His name, Jacob Dykstra, and he joins us now on the hotline. What's going on tonight, Jacob? How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? Fantastic, my friend. Hey, congratulations on the championship. Sounds like a dominating season, and you did it. Yeah, it was a pretty good season altogether. I um, can't thank my guys enough. They helped me through this uh, this tough, tough season, that's for sure. Oh, a weird year, right? Uh, a COVID season, better than last year, I would take it. But uh, still, uh, I know we all got our eye focused in on 2022 for getting back to normal. But uh, this one, my friend, will go down in your history book and everybody's history book as a championship. Uh, take us back through the year. Sounds like you had uh, some real good success. Ten wins on the season. Sounds like a decent year. Uh, yeah, we had uh, really good luck at the beginning of the year. We had uh, started off with a with a couple wins in a row, and uh, then we had a couple problems um, down in South Buxton. We got upside down and uh, had some bad luck there. And, uh, we went to Maryville and got uh, a win there, and then got went over to Humberstone and won the first night there of the Fall Classic, and then uh, crashed out in the second night. But uh, then we had a couple of good races going in, and then uh, came to Brockville and was able to uh, win the first night, which kind of gave us a good point lead. And then the second night ended up raining out, but uh, no, all together the season's been really good. Uh, yeah, luck was definitely on our side for most of the season. Um, uh, we got had a couple problems through the year, blew a training in our big truck, and uh, got pulled over a couple times, but uh, definitely didn't slow us down. Jacob, uh, the Action Sprint Tour, you guys get to all the premier dirt track facilities in the province of Ontario. Uh, you obviously must love the uh, the idea of traveling around. Do you have a home track, uh, you know, like 
I'm, I'm used to seeing the name Dykstra, the number five, out of Sweden when I would uh, be down near Sweden. Uh, Dave Dykstra, uh, did, is that home for you, or do you uh, are you just traveling around and doing the series? Um, well, our home track is normally Oswegen, um, and uh, yeah, that's, we race it every Friday night. But uh, this year, because Oswegen wasn't running, and uh, Humberstone is five minutes away from my uh, my house, and Maryville is about fifteen minutes away from my house. So, like, I'd have to say Humberstone. Uh, would probably be our home track, and uh, it, that track's actually come a long way since we started racing there. Terry Vince has done an amazing job with that place, and uh, yeah, I'd have to say that's our main track, and I definitely like that place and how it flows around the corners. I was able to really get around there. I gotta love it when you got a track that you really like. Is there a track that is uh, number one on your list? Going okay, this is the this is my bread and butter race track, and which one of the tracks is your Achilles heel? Um, I'd have to, we were able, we were really fast down at Humberstone. I was, um, I was really felt at home and really comfortable in the car. Uh, and we had really good speed there. Um, and then same with Cornwall, but I don't really have a favorite track right now at the moment. Um, haven't really raced on that many racetracks that I have a favorite right now. Um, I know, uh, Bell Buxton, they're going to have a really good racetrack there. They just got to work on a couple different things. Um, track is really rough, but if they figure out get that place smooth, that that'd be a really cool racetrack, and I can't wait to race on that one again. Yeah, that's a Southern Ontario uh, Speedway, right? That that is a beautiful looking racetrack. Uh, seen lots of photos. The lighting looks incredible. Uh, of course, South Buxton rebuilt and into the Southern Speedway. And that that looks like a speed palace. Uh, I bet you guys can't wait to hit that one again. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. Since the track was a little rough, and uh, it's a new facility, and it's always going to be like that when you tear. Nope. Uh, hit a little bit of cell That's hill. Oh, there you go. Sorry, bud. I, I'm sorry if I'm walking on you there. You dropped out the cell phone uh, service. I know you're traveling right now. Are you on your way back from Brockville? Yeah, we are. We got a six-and-a-half-hour drive to the way home. But, uh, yeah, we're... Everyone's kind of sleeping right now. It's just me and the truck driver up. Uh, and that's uh, that, that. That's the life of a race car driver, especially you guys on dirt. Uh, you know, six and a half hours, seven hours, wherever the race is that catches your eye, that's where you guys go. And, and that's the cool part about uh, sprint car racing. Uh, you guys do a lot of traveling, don't you? Uh, yeah, we do. We, uh, and we, we've been down to Brockville a couple times this year. Uh, even when it wasn't a series race, we wanted to come check it out before uh, before the fall, uh, fall Nationals came around. We just wanted to break down the car for that night. And we also went to Cornwall, which is an hour and a half past Brockville. So, yeah, we definitely do our fair share of traveling. And uh, next year it's going to be even worse, that's for sure. So, Jacob, with the championship now, uh, is that it for you for the year? Are you done? Do you take the car home now, blow it apart, and get ready for 2022 and uh, really soak in the championship? Or have you got your eye on another race? Uh, you know, that border is going to open up in November. Is there anything for you guys down south? Um, not till about February. Uh, I believe uh, me and my one crew guy, Seth Roy, and uh, my dad are going to go down to Florida and uh, see what we can do down there in a 360. Um, but for this year, our season's done, and uh, we got to start building a new car because we 
track and fold it into a different trailer. So uh, I no longer have that championship car. It's, uh, we're going to start from scratch and uh, see how we go from there. <laughs> cool stuff. And really, uh, when you're buying a race car, buying one that's existing, that's the way you do it, right? You buy a race car, take it off the racetrack. If the driver needs to take out, I don't know, a special seat, then, yeah. you know, that gets unbolted. But I want that car just the way it came off the racetrack. Put it in my trailer. Here's your money and let's go, right? Yeah, that's exactly what we did. We took, uh, we took the right side arm guard that had all of our feature winner stickers on it that we like to hang up in the shop. My dad, my dad's been doing that forever. He takes the, uh, one piece of panel that they put uh, all the feature winner stickers on and we hang it up just as a uh, like just like a little trophy that kind of keep it in our in the back of our head that uh, we won 11 times this year right so took the seat out because that's my custom seat that's fitted to my my body and that'll travel with me to the next car ah so the with a new car in uh, mind have you guys started on that have you got an idea of uh where the starting point's going to be if you haven't already got it started. Yeah, we've, we've been uh, racing XXX chassis for a while now. Uh, and this year we kind of tested out a pool car, and uh, we have ne- we've never been this comfortable in a race car in my entire four years of racing. And uh, uh, we're gonna, probably going to have to stick with these pool chassis. They're really, really nice. And, uh, yeah, I can't thank any of the, those guys enough. Like, they put in some hard work. And uh, they were able to get us a couple frames down. So we're going to keep rebuilding uh, on these cool chassis. Got to love it. Uh, we are with tonight the 2021 Action Sprint Tour champion. We got J- Jacob Dykstra, driver of the number five on the hotline with us, if you just happen to tune in. Uh, Jacob, when you look at the division, uh, the, the Action Sprint Tour, it's a great sprint car. Started in 2018. Uh, and rapidly grew. I've been following it along. Uh, I, I can remember speaking with Clinton Jeffrey. We're going to have him up on the show a little bit later. But I can remember talking to Clinton uh, about the, you know, the Crate Sprint Tour and uh, the, the, the Crate Sprint class, to be specific. And it did grow real rapidly. Uh, what's it like to be part of that series? Um, is that where you started? Is that where you got into sprint car racing? Yeah, me and my dad built a, a crate car. Just my dad's actually the one that built the first crate car that went on Humberstone. Um, he built it, and they raced it a little bit, and that's what started really the division. And uh, then my dad said, uh, "Well, let's build you one," because I was in go karts at the time, and we were winning everything in go karts. So my dad was like, "We gotta get you out of go karts and build you a sprint car." And yeah, a crate sprint car was where I started, and uh, yeah, just just been grinding away, just trying to do work in the garage and get faster every single time we're out on the racetrack and uh yeah it's finally been paying off this year and last year we've been really really fast and putting down some good laps setting some track records i know i hold a couple at maryville and humberstone and one at oshwegan now uh, typical dykstra moves i uh, love watching your dad in his sprint car uh was there a couple of nights seen him go in the world of outlaws when they come through oshwegan and uh, your dad also, uh, one of those crafty veterans. Has he got back into a race car? Is he going to be back in at all, or is is he focused in now on your career? Um, well, he was racing for the Burger Barn his last year, and uh, when I start, when we kind of said, "Oh, let's get Jacob down into a car and start racing a full season," he kind of stopped racing, and he also got hurt that year, so he was kind of just 
man, I'm kind of done. And it takes a lot of uh, a lot of out of a, a driver to finally say they're done and kind of put down the gloves. And uh, I know it was hard on him. And I've been trying to get him in a car, but uh, it's definitely going to be hard. And he's probably going to take our 360 out a couple times for me next year, the year after, um, just to kind of prove to everyone that he still has it. And uh, uh, he did win the championship in 2010. And uh, yeah, and he was definitely a guy to watch when he was racing, too. Uh, yeah, he, he was my idol, and he taught me everything I needed to know. Uh, awesome. Awesome driver. Great interview. Always had a lot of fun with Dave. And uh, look forward to the day we can get back together as well. Uh, uh, he's he's a talented driver. Uh, anybody that follows sprint car racing, you know the name. Uh, and it's it just, just amazing. Let's talk sponsorship on that number five car. Uh, it's not cheap to run a sprint car, uh, and especially when you're touring around the province like you guys do. Sponsorship on your car. Who have you got there supporting you, bud? Uh, there's a couple people. Uh, we got uh, Simplistic Linen, uh, 21st Seven Water. We got Maverick, Jennifer Hatch, A to Z Expediting, uh, Tim Bonker, Reese's Tools, um, Kevin Lovey's at OSR. Uh, I gotta thank uh, Lowenberg. They helped us uh, fix the chassis up so we can come to this race this weekend. And uh, yeah, he did it in quick time and really, really good work. Great thanks to them. And uh, definitely all my crew and everything they put in the hard work and they've definitely helped us out over through the years. And um, and they're the sponsors. I wouldn't be doing what I can do and racing my heart out, not really uh, paying attention to the cost of things. Just kind of racing my race and trying to get a win and pushing everything I could, right? Exactly. So many good competitive drivers in your class. I look down through the list and I see guys like Sheridan in there. And uh, there's so many good competitive drivers, Rob. Neely in this class, a lot of veterans as well. What was it like mixing it up as somewhat of a new driver? Were you intimidated by any of those names that you raced against? Or, hey, put the helmet on, we all go racing. Uh, definitely my first year, I was really intimidated, um, definitely a little scared also, right? Uh, um, but as the years go by, you kind of build your confidence, um, and over four years, it's gone up quite a bit, and, uh, it's not even just, uh, being nervous racing with them, it's just, uh, having the trust in, uh, your guys that work on it through the week and the hard work, you know, um, when you put a car somewhere, it's going to stick and you're going to be fast, um. Uh, it's everyone in the heat race everyone's really the same everyone's really fast just when it gets really slick that's where you can really tell um the drivers the, the drivers who know what they're doing and the guys that are just there for fun and uh, i think that our crew and our tire package and all my crew that helps us we uh when the track gets slick we can really uh hammer down and uh put down some good laps well you proved it this year kiddo champion man that sounds fantastic and uh, Jacob, that's what everybody strives to do. And you come out in 2021 and you did it. Congratulations on the championship. Uh, Pinty's fantastic job supporting the tour. And, uh, it sounds like you're well decaled up. It's going to be an outstanding 2022 season by the sounds of it. And I know I look forward to reaching out to you through the off season. We'll try and get you back on the show a little bit later, and we'll find out how the preparations are all coming along with the new race car and maybe get an insight into some Florida racing. 
I just may follow you down there this year. I haven't been down to Florida in quite a while. I've got an itch to get back down there, as everybody probably does. It's a lot of fun going down Speed Weeks. Oh, definitely it is, and uh, you're definitely invited. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be definitely a hectic couple months down there, and uh, definitely a couple months getting prepared for it. Um, we're definitely not really that close to getting there, and uh, it's gonna take a lot of hard work through the through the weeks, and uh, just kind of put our heads down and just kind of grind away. And uh, we're definitely not really gonna go there and just think about just going there to win. It's just go there and put some laps down and. Uh, get a lot of speed time and uh, we'll be running full time at our weekend so we're just trying to go down there and just those guys race different it's like a totally different breed of racing down there those guys those guys the people down there are crazy so <laughs> we're just gonna go down there and see what we can do you're right you can go down and uh, uh, like blow a whole budget for a season you can go do it in uh, you know the span of eight to ten days uh seen yeah. it done many times but man the experience you pick up Racing against those guys on some of those iconic tracks down there. Uh, Jacob, that's going to fit you like a glove. It's just going to make you better, man. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I have a really aggressive driving style, so hopefully they'll help me out down there. <laughs> well, it'll be good. I can guarantee it. Another reason for some Canadian fans to uh, make their way down south uh, when it comes time for Speed Weeks. Jacob, thanks so much for the time tonight. Drive safely. Too bad you guys got rained out on uh, Saturday and, you know, into today. But congratulations on the win. Friday night, the championship. It doesn't get much better than that. No, thanks for having me. I had a blast. You betcha. Jacob Dykstra, driver of the number five, yet another champion. This time uh, off the dirt. And uh, the Action Sprint Tour uh, Dynamite Division and when you look at the names, man, there's a pile of them. Uh, and like I mentioned, uh, you got everything from uh, crafty veterans. I think of Rob Neely. Man, I've known Rob Neely for a long time. Uh, back into the Cascar days, he was the Mac Tool guy. Uh, you take a look at him now. He's in the Sprint Series. And uh, just so many iconic names. Uh, so many great drivers. And uh, look at that. Jacob tops them all this year. In uh, that that division comes home with the championship. Tough, tough deal to do. But Jacob did it. And uh, congratulations to those guys. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have driver the number 36 for DGM. We got Alex Labbe. We're going to talk NASCAR Xfinity. We haven't caught up with Alex in months. We're going to do it next right here live on Race Time Radio. Mike Sutton from the number seven Wave Freight Super Late Mall, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada, to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using Quick Quick Fire Starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your Quick Quick Fire Starter. And let the stories begin around the campfire. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the official starter 
of spring and summer. Gene Simmons and his famous tongue stop by Canada Talks. We were recording some demos at Electric Lady Studios in New York City. And the first record had just come out a few doors down from Electric Lady Studios, which was built by Jimi Hendrix and his people. I remember going a few doors down in this small record company. It had Kiss album in the window, and I remember going in and buying it, and it was sort of like magic. Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 167. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchat. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Race Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you close. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio tonight, live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Uh, and, of course, I'm Joe Chisholm here in the Race Time Radio studio, uh, kind of flying solo tonight. Junior is down at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, Frostoberfest is happening as we speak. Cars on track right now. At least I hope the cars are still on track. Uh, rain has been on and off all day, delaying the program. Uh, got one winner name for you here. Driver, the number four, James Houghton, takes the pure stock 40 lap feature. I believe he's going to go home with one of those London recreational handcrafted igloos as a trophy. Uh, if you've never seen these, get to flamboroughspeedway.com and have a look. You'll see a photo of them, uh, or you can Google London recreational trophies. You'll see what I mean. Uh, Mike Schmidt gets these all handcrafted from uh, Hop Up in Newvik, and uh, they are a treasure. Uh, I can tell you, guys go to war to win one of these. And uh, James Houghton goes to Victory Lane of Flamborough Speedway. But let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And let's welcome in a good, good friend of Race Time Radios that we have not caught up with in a long, long time. He drives the number 36 in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. He's one of us. Yep, he's a Canadian from Quebec. 
and his name, Alex Labbe. He joins us on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Alex? How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. What about you guys? Good, good, man. Geez, we have not spoke all summer long, it feels like, Alex. Uh, yep. You have been uh, doing a fantastic job behind the wheel, too. Things just get so busy, Alex. We can't fit it all into two hours. But we're back to the time of the year where Alex Labbe is going to be on the show on a regular basis. Uh, things are coming along not too bad for you this year. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, we I feel like we just lack consistency a little bit. We've had some really good runs, but... Just can't put it all together. I mean, it's, I, we definitely thought we would have a little better season overall compared like last year. We had, I felt like we had a little more consi- consistency. If we had a little, even if we had a couple rough spots throughout the year, but at the end of the day, when we're we're trying our hardest, we're just racing as hard as we can. We're just trying to take take as much as we can every week, and just trying to just trying to take that thirty six uh, that thirty six car um, as, as as forward in the field as possible. Trying going to top fifteen, trying to trying to slide away in the top tens whenever we can, but uh, it's racing. You know how it is. A lot of stuff happens, and uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 been real good. it's been pretty decent. I mean, I, I think it was one month ago in Richmond. We had, some, we had a really good run there on, on the short track. We have, had some two top tens on a mile and a half. We never had top tens in, in the past on a mile and a half. So on that part, I felt like our mile and a half program stepped it up. But on other sides, our road course and our uh, super speedway program was a little off, but it's racing. We're we're we're, uh, we're fighting. We keep fighting. We're we're trying our best every week, and that and that's what matters. And that is all you can do, right, Alex? Everybody's putting their best foot forward. Uh, DGM, though, when I step, where you know, where I look in from where I stand, and there is times you've got your best finish ever in the Xfinity Series this year. Correct that fourth place finish. Was uh, that the either ties or one ups your best finish ever, and it probably does for uh, DGM as well. Yeah, that, that that was last year. It was in twenty twenty at the Roval. That was yeah, that was uh, my best finish and DGM's. It's still is it is a bad DGM best uh, best finish ever in the NASCAR series. But uh, yep, just it's it's just uh, like last we were at the Roval last week for for 2021 and i think we were seven with two to go and then the caution flew and we had a bad pit stop and finally finished a race in 14 it's, it's been pretty much a story of our year we've had some really good runs just like richmond i mean richmond we were what seven or eight again and caution flew and we had to pit and we finally ended up like 19 because we got we got ran over stuff like that but like i said earlier it's racing it's just aggravating because we finished four, 14 in a driver's driver's standings last year in nascar series Mm-hmm. And right now we're sitting P20. I mean, I feel like the, the field is, might be a little stronger than last year, but I feel. Uh, but at the same time, I think if we uh, if our execution was as good as yet last year or as uh, 2018, I feel like our speed is better. Is just we just uh, we just we're just not as consistent. Right, and it happens. Right, uh, race to race, things change, and it's uh, a lot of stuff that happens throughout the course of the race. Uh, I know we all like to think we have control, but the harsh reality is we don't. We don't. You're along for the ride uh, when the race is in process. You do whatever you can to move that car forward. I know you're doing that every single lap. There's no such thing as, okay, save. We're going to save it till the end. I know you're running, you know, balls out 
or whatever the car's going to give you. Uh, you're not one of these drivers that will, you know, take a, uh, a tenth place car and try and finish, uh, uh, you know, sixth with it and destroy yourself and everybody else around you. You're not that kind of guy, Alex. And you've never been that style of driver. You've always done what the car is capable of, but you get absolutely every ounce of what that car will give you. Yeah, no, for sure. That's always the plan. That's always, I mean, it's, it, especially for a small team like us, we're just trying to bring the equipment back in as good as a shape as possible. And especially like cars like we run a mile and a half, we run the same car pretty much all year, trying to gain on it, trying to try some stuff. And if we bring it back in one piece, we just got uh, front, you know, front, front end uh, body work to do on it. And then we can work on, on the car and suspension and trying to make it better for our next one. So it's, it helps us a lot instead of uh, tearing all, tearing it all apart and just trying to re- refabricate everything because we, we were involved in the wrecks or we, 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 we kissed the wall somewhere. So <laughs> that's definitely a, a plus for us trying to trying to big, bring the equipment back in one piece so we can, uh, we can learn and we can build on it for the, the next races. So you're heading now to Kansas Speedway. It's up next. It's a mile and a half program uh, with the, you know, the, the, as mentioned, uh, things are starting to look better on the mile and a half program. Uh, you're going to go into it with a great sponsorship as well. Uh, Everest Coin is going to be on there. This is exciting times. So you got four races left to go. Kansas is the first one out of that. Uh, what's the thoughts heading into Kansas? Uh, for sure, it's a mer- uh- I'm really excited when we got a new partner. Like I said, Everest Coin. It's brand new. Is there brand new in the sport too? So it's, it's going to be fun to have them on my car. And Kansas is, I think it's it's my, it's my favorite mile and a half. We've always ran good there in the past. It's a really wide track. You can run anywhere on a track: the bottom, the middle, the top. And it's pretty technical. Where you got a pretty technical. I say compared to what we run this weekend in Texas. Texas, the, 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 the track we just ran last weekend is probably one of my worst. My worst yeah. track. I think is. I just feel like, especially with the stuff they put on the track, it just makes it uh, a little less technical. It's smaller. Balls balls to the wall, you just take as much as you can, and you just hope it sticks. But I feel like this week in Kansas is a little bit more of a technical track where you got to save your tires, you got to work on your corner exit, trying, trying to keep the momentum up. And uh, we've, we've had some, some good runs there in the past, so I just hope we can uh, we can have a solid run there for the for our first race with Everest Corn as a, as a partner with us. So, uh, you know, you take a look at Kansas Speedway, and I think when I think mile and a half tracks, um, I, I, I think back to, uh, you know, a place like Homestead. I know it's a, maybe a tick bigger, bigger than a mile and a half. Maybe it's not. Maybe it, that, that is a mile and a half, or is that a two-mile yep. track? It's a mile and a half. Too, it yep. is. And I, I, I think of that track, and uh, I, I know one year I was tuned in to you uh, listening to the in-car stuff on the NASCAR app. I always love doing that so I can get right in the car with you, so to speak, and listen to you. Uh, and, you know, those guys rim ride that racetrack. And uh, I know listening to you and Mario, uh, and Mario said, okay, Alex, get up there. And I can remember you saying, nope, I'm going to stay down here for now. And you were making up hay towards the middle and bottom of the racetrack. But eventually the tires give up. you got to go up there. Is yep. Kansas like that? Do you got to rim ride that racetrack to make up hay? Yeah, it depends. I'd say I feel like whenever 
whenever like the sun gets down, that's where you see like the guy, the, the guys that are really good around the wall, get a. That, that that that's where they're start they're starting to be more dominant. But uh, I feel like Kansas, you can be a little bit off the wall, and, and it works good. But it's a really fine line, especially uh, for us where we got to race the same car uh, the week after. But the good thing is this weekend is our last race of the year with with these cars. Well, I mean, we might take it to Phoenix if we got if we if we wreck our stuff in Martinsville. But uh, it's 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 a really fine line for sure. And I'd say the majority of the time, the guys that are really good up there is that is one that. They've went to test. They went to test throughout the season, and uh, just trying to find that edge, trying to find that cushion, because you, you you really you I mean, you you're really on the edge. You really you really need that the hair pocket to, to hold you to hold you and to give you a little bit of side force to to carry that momentum. Because if you're I'd say if you're within like probably like two to three inch, that's where it's really good. Like from from two inch to to uh, on the wall, that's where it's it's really fast. But if you're with like from six inch to a foot or six to nine inch. But there, you, you don't have that that uh, that side force. You don't have that side, that that hair that holds you uh, holds you and your cars really free. So, yeah, definitely the margin of error is really small. But and if you, if you tag a wall, you just you're just gonna you ruin your race pretty good. <laughs> you, you're gonna get some flat tires and you got, you're gonna run. But it's it's always a big challenge there. But I feel like Kansas, you can do it. It's probably not as you can. It's not a, as uh, as fast or as uh, dominant to do it there than than if you do it like in that place like. Um, Homestead, for sure. I feel like Homestead is a way different animal down there. If you can really run run the wall good, whenever the sun sets down and it gets cooler, that's where it really clicks. And uh, you, you really got to be. I feel you really got to be able to go up there to to make up ground and to be fast. But uh, Kansas, I'd say there, there's, there usually there, there's a lot more options, and that, that, that's what makes it fun because when everybody's running up there, it's really tough to pass. When the top lane is the dominant lane, just like it was uh, this last weekend in Texas, when everybody's running like the second, second, a second group, a third group, it, you, you you try to to make a pass on the bottom, and you got no moment, momentum off the corner, you got no you got no air on your right side too, and that's really important for us on the, on these big tracks. You, you you need to have air on your right side because if you're uh, if, if 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 you don't, you're gonna be real free, and you're not you're not gonna be in the track at all. So yeah. It's, uh, but, and, and I feel like, like I said, that, that's what makes uh, Kansas really fun. Yeah, incredible. Alex, how are you for time tonight? Can I, uh, I, I know I got to throw it back to Toronto for this quick 90 second news update. And then we come back for hour number two. Can I hold you for a little bit longer? I got a few more questions I'd like to poke at you if you have time. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Okay. I, I got time. Good, good. Uh, so we are with Alex Labbe, driver of the 36 in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Uh, I, we are going to have to throw it back to Toronto here in just oh, 30 seconds or so. We're going to throw it back to uh, Scotty in Toronto. He's going to get us up to date. It's a 90-second news package. If you're tuned in on Sirius XM Channel 167, uh, you're going to hear that news package. And uh, then we're going to come back for hour two. I'm going to ask Alex Labe. He did some racing up here in Canada. Uh, you may have missed it. We're going to talk to him about that. Uh, Alex, of course, an accomplished short track racer. And don't forget, he's an Oscar Pinty Series champion, too, uh, before he went and took off and went down south to jump into the Xfinity Series. But I've got a few more questions about Martinsville coming up. Half-mile track that's going to fit him like a glove. And a couple others. So I want you to stay with us. Alex, it may get quiet for you. Don't worry, we didn't hang up. 
and we will be back with you in just a moment. And I will throw it back to Toronto right now. Uh, and back to you, Scotty and Tio. We will get you back here for hour or two in just 90 seconds. And you don't want to miss it. Stay with us. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins, and we are live on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm, and on the hotline, uh, we have Alex Labbe, driver, the number 36 in the NASCAR Xfinity Series for DGM. Of course, Mario Goslin uh, and that whole group. Uh, just a phenomenal driver is what we've got in Alex Labbe. And uh, Alex, you did some racing on this side of the border this year in Quebec. Uh, how did it go? Yeah, I've only ran like two races, two late model races. I was supposed to run another one in that. Autodrome shot here in the same time as the Penny's race, but it got, it got rained out. So, uh, but it, it went pretty good. I feel like uh, bah, the first one we were running good, but we were, we ran over some uh, some some nails on that that fell on the track, and we had three flat tires, so we had to, to pull out. But we, we were running pretty strong, full fight second running out front, and we then we ran that there was a big race in the Autodrome Montmagny. It was twenty thousand to win, and it was all the best cars from Quebec showed up. Late model guys, and we finished second there. We we fell a little bit short, over adjusted a little bit. It was a, a Monza style race where you you invert you invert to fill a with three segment races with, with the inverts, and we um we, we fell a little bit short, finished second. But I had a lot of fun. It was, it's always fun. I always enjoy it to come back and race with people like we're up racing again. Some fans and families are around. It's a, it's definitely special. Well, when you're running the NASCAR Xfinity Series, it, uh, it it's a job, right? It's a uh, when you come home and you run the short tracks, uh, uh, you are up here. You it, it is a kind of a job. Uh, you take it seriously, and you go out there and try and win the race. And it is hard work when you strap the helmet on. Everything else sort of blends into the background because you focus in on your job. What I'm getting at is with the NASCAR Xfinity Series, from the time you roll in the gate. To the time that you go back out the gate, uh, it is a full blast job. You got a lot of pressure on you, not only to perform as a driver, 
But the amount of uh, pressure that is put on you, either through team meetings, uh, downloading with engineers, trying to get things uh, sorted out and get the car done, you've got sponsor commitments, you've got NASCAR pulling on you saying, hey, Alex, we need you over here at this time. Uh, It's a real uh, task at times, right? It's probably fun. But there is a lot of work to it, driving in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. It isn't really what we all get to see on TV, as it looks like. Man, those guys are just having fun. <laughs> no, for sure. It's, it's a lot. There's a lot going on. With, like you're saying, all the work that gets related to it, the traveling part, and uh, being away a, a lot from family and friends. And that's what makes it cool, like when I can come back home and just have a good time with my girlfriend, my family, my friends, and just come all hang out at the track and just, just just having a good time. And, I mean, we're, we're definitely going there still to win and still to, <laughs> to finish as good as we can. We're racers. We're just, we, were, we always want to win. But but it's, it's always fun to, to come back. And even, like just, like I said, even with fans, because I've had fans that follow me for since I started racing trucks and late models. But when I was 14, 15 years old, so just come back and race race in front of them and have them around me after a race. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Now, what was your home track? Where did you cut your teeth? Uh, what was that at Saint Eustache or was it Chaudière? Which what, what is your home track? Yeah, I feel like my 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 home track is probably like Autorama Chaudière. It's pretty. It's where I race the most. That's where I I enjoy the most racing, especially in Quebec. It's a really nice track, but really. nice little bull ring, bang bull ring. It's it's really fun. A lot of stuff going on, and uh, it's always a good time there. And that's where I, I ran a lot of races there when I when I grew up. And, and late models, super late models, and, and all of it. Won a bunch of it, so it's it's always been a really special place to me. What did you get your start in, Alex Lebe? Were you a go-kart guy to start out, or did you start out, you know, on a four-cylinder at Chaudier on the show, uh, on the short tracks? How did you get your start? Well, I started racing as a kart racer, uh, karting. That's where I started uh, probably when I was seven years old. Race go karts from seven to thirteen, I think, and then I moved up to stock cars and uh, you know, trucks. I was starting trucks and uh, late models and super late models and and uh, stuff like that. Took a little break between think, between cart cart and stock cars. I, I, I raced a little bit of a I raced like for a couple of months in four wheelers, and I broke my leg, and <laughs> it was really rough. On me. it was it, it, that, that's when I figured out I was going to go back to racing cars if I wanted to. I wanted to have a a better life when I was, I was gonna gonna be older because it was it was a lot of fun racing those four wheelers, but it was a little rougher on the body for sure. Yeah, a little hard on the body compared to what you're doing, uh, you know, from time to time. Now, now you're doing 200 miles an hour. Uh, you know, stuff can happen in a hurry doing 200 miles an hour, but you've polished your craft. You've always been one of those guys that since the day I met you, Alex, I look at you as a road course ringer. But really, uh, you know, I guess the go-kart end of it would have lent yeah. itself to the road course end of it. But you're an accomplished oval track guy, too. Some guys are really, really good on road course and not bad on ovals. You, my friend, you got both of them covered. No, for sure. I mean, a lot of people tag me as a road racer, but I'm definitely a lot more of a, I'm, I'm a, lot more of a short track racer than a road racer. I've, I've raced some road racing when I was a kid and go-karts, but I've never road raced anything else than a stock car on a road car. I've never, I've, I've never road raced like a, a sports car or open wheel or nothing that's the only that's the only thing i've uh, the only car i've road raced in my entire life is a stock car so 
I, I, I really enjoy doing it, though. I've, I, I have a lot of fun, and I put a lot of time in it on the sim and looking at video and stuff like that. It's just something I really enjoy doing. But uh, I'm, I don't know. I, I, that mitt has, has been going on for a long time. Even the, the, the announcers are some of the announcers are still tag, tagging me as a as a as a road, road course ringer, but I'm definitely a, a lot I'm definitely a lot more of a short track racer than a road course ringer. Yeah, and uh, evident. Look at your statistics. Look at the success that you've had. Did you run ACT? Is that where you uh, sort of yep. w- when you advanced on through your late model stuff? You went ACT, and then of course into the NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, you got in there, and in short order, you became a champion up here. Yeah, well, for sure, yeah. That's where I started ACT. I was rookie of the year in 2010. And, uh, yeah, we won a championship in 13 and 14, I think. And, yeah, we've had some good good success there. It's really tough competition competition uh, in Quebec and in the north, northern part of the United States. Around the Milk Bowl and all those big races, like a... Uh, up, up north too, like uh, in the Vermont and the New York and New Hampshire area. So that's really, I feel like that's really where I, uh, I craft. I know I, uh, I cut my teeth and I really learned how to drive the, these these cars a lot more when I was ACT racing with the Larue Larue Motorsports. Uh, we we run a lot of races. We probably run like twenty five to thirty races uh, in Quebec and in the northern part of the United States and with some tough competition. So I really feel like that, that was a really big step. And after that, I moved down to the Pindy series and we won the championship in, in 17. But, um, yep, it's, it's been a, it's been a long, a long journey, but, uh, I, I really, uh, I really enjoy it for every, every moment of it. It's, it's definitely a dream come true to, to be racing full time here in NASCAR Xfinity series. I never thought one day it was, I, w- I would be here and comp- competing, uh, competing an entire championship like we're, we're doing right now. Did you ever get a chance to kiss the cow at Thunder Road? <laughs> nah, we qualified on the pole in 2013, and we finished. I think I think we finished third that year. We, we were pretty close, and the year after we were we were uh, we were we were second or first after two first segments, but we we broke a lower lower uh, control arm, and we we we've been close, but it's it's really fun. I always enjoy going there at the Mill Bowl. I wish I could still do it right now. I, I, I would definitely take my late model down there. It's, it's always a really fun event. It's uh, a lot of really good racers, really good uh, local racers there, and racers from around the, the area that are coming for that race, and it's it's a blast for sure. Wow, you've been dynamite to watch on the short tracks, and uh, now let's talk Xfinity. You got three left to go. You got Kansas, you got Martinsville, and you've got Phoenix. Score the three of them. Are those three tracks that you look forward to going to? Um, that uh, like not from a media perspective. Are those three that Alex goes to his girlfriend? Hey, these are going to be three good races for us. Yep. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's three tracks where we been good. I mean, especially like I said earlier, Kansas is track and probably my favorite mile and a half, and we've had some really good runs there. Martinsville, we haven't went there a lot, but the two times we went there, we were. We were, I felt like we were a little bit, I mean, we had brake issues, both bolt races, and we fell, we fell out with brake issues, but now we're going with a new car, new, new stuff, and I feel like we're going to have a really good, uh, really good car to go there, and Phoenix has been, I've always liked to run there too, but we, I really feel like that, I don't know, the, the field is always a little, t- is always a little tougher there, there's a lot of good cars, but we're all, we're always running pretty good too, so, um, 
Oh, it's definitely three tracks where we um, where we run pretty good, and I hope we can uh, finish off the year with some solid runs. Everest Coin is going to be on that number 36 uh, come Kansas next weekend. Uh, tell us about that company. How did you get hooked up with them? And uh, as mentioned, they're going to. This is going to be their introduction into NASCAR Xfinity racing. Uh, they're going to be with a good driver. Are they Canadian company? Are they somebody that uh, that that you've known? No, they're not Canadian. They're a cryptocurrency company. Uh, the deal came true with uh, Spencer Boyer, one of my teammates at DGM. He, uh, that, that's that's who uh, got the deal together, and it's it's fun. They're really excited. They've uh, like they, they post a they post a lot on social medias and uh, on Twitter and everywhere, and they're uh, putting a lot of activ- activation in it. And they're it looks like they're really looking forward to it. So it's it's got it's got to be fun to introduce them to NASCAR this weekend and. Uh, Hopefully, have a, a really solid run and and uh, trying try to keep them on board with us for for twenty twenty two. That'd be a, that'd be great. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'll tell you what; they don't know it yet, but uh, they are going to be hooked up with a dynamite race team. Uh, they got a great driver in you, Alex Labbe. And uh, when you talk DGM and Mario Goslin, I haven't spoke to Mario since just before Daytona when he was going to go run Daytona. Yeah. Uh, how's he doing? Has he got any hair left uh, after the season so far? How's my buddy Mario making out? Yeah, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's nonstop. He's just, that's just how he is. He's a hard worker and he, he keeps working and getting stuff better and getting stuff to the track and try, try, trying to, trying to, uh, to find some speed. I mean, we're, we're trying, we're, there, there's definitely a little lack of, uh, of trying here at DGM and, uh, sometimes we, we hit it right. Sometimes we hit it wrong. Last weekend when we were in Texas, we had a little bit of a hard time, but we were, I mean, we were, we were still going out there with new stuff and Mario was trying to, trying to find some speed in the car and that's what i like about him he's a he's a racer and he's always trying and it's uh he's got that racer mentality that there's not a lot of people left in the in the industry that that that, that still has it so it's, it's always fun to be around him and it's always uh motivating and uh, you know when you're going on a track it's uh, to get the most out of it and that's all that's all that's my mentality too so it's it's cool to, to work with a guy like him Talk about someone that puts in 110% every single day. Uh, that is Mario Goslin. He's done a lot, not only in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Look what he has done over his career. Man, I used to watch him at New Smyrna Speedway in that Jack uh, Jackaroo barbecue sauce car. And uh, he was a Canadian guy. And, you know, here's here's me showing up at New Smyrna and, uh, it was just kind of cool. He was at Lakeland, Florida, and I thought, oh, yep. you know, Mario, well, lo and behold, he was a Canadian guy from Quebec and uh, got a chance to meet Mario, and they just don't make him any better. And I know you guys, uh, the two of you guys, have success up here in Canada through the Pindy Series and all you guys have done down south. Uh, and it isn't even close to being over. You guys are just getting started. Uh, I can't wait to see what the future holds. Not only these three races that we've got in front of us, but I can't wait to see what you guys cook up for 2022. It's going to be exciting. Well, for sure. We're always, uh, we, we, we've, we've been working together for a long time. Mario has been, been around me for my entire career, I think. Whenever, for my first laps in late models, uh, now here I'm still driving for him in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. So he's been a good mentor, and uh, it's really fun to be. It's really fun to to see the the path that we took and the where we're uh, where we're racing and against the competition we're racing today. I mean, we're racing against the elite and 
stock car racing. So it's fun. We're just we just we're we're just both really hard hard on each other. We just we we always want we always want more, and we we definitely uh, we definitely we only, we. We don't, uh, we don't. We don't. We don't take nothing for granted, and we, we we just we just always want more. We always want to be. Uh, if we finish 15, we want to we want to finish 12. We want to finish 10. We want. I mean, we always want more. So that's definitely. Uh, it's definitely fun to be a. It's definitely motivating to be around Mario too. Well, and it works both ways, my friend. That's what keeps him going too. When he gets a good wheelman behind the the wheel of his race car, he knows that uh, you're going to give him the best and. That's what everybody wants to see. Alex, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I know the listenership has as well. Uh, lots of Twitter activity here tonight. And uh, everybody wishing you well for the final three in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Everybody looking forward to Kansas. And uh, no, we're going to get you back on here lots. Uh, in now, before the end of the season, and of course, into the off season and getting prepared for Daytona. Uh, we look forward to it. Good luck this weekend coming up. Uh, go out there and uh, do what you always do, Alex. Just go out there and wow them. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll give it all we got. Trying to make the most out of it, just like we do every week. Thanks, Joe, for having me on the show. You betcha. That is Alex Labe. Uh, he is the driver of the number 36 for DGM. Follow them along on Twitter. Uh, you know, uh, look, we haven't gotten many Canadian drivers in the upper levels of NASCAR. Alex Labbe has been one of our consistent guys that has been down there. I'm telling you, he is going to win one of these days, uh, and he's getting ever so close. Those guys are pouring everything they got into it. They got some new sponsorship coming on there to help out. Uh, Can-Am has been a great supporter and probably will be. Um, but, you know, it's just kind of good to see uh, the things that are happening. Good things happen to good people, and uh, they're happening to Alex Labbe, and for good reason. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to grab the Iron Man Gary Elliott out on Canada's East Coast. We're going to talk some uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, and we're going to find out how that Quaker State Chevrolet made out in 2021. It'll be fun. You don't want to miss it. Gary Elliott coming up next. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada. Canadian Tire Motorsport Park and by GetRackHunter.com Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated passionate sports talk with a bite from the hijinks of the morning man I bet your parents do too, they go big bowl shopping hey, so I got 50 jars of dog sauce dog sauce, but I got a good day to the inside of Adam Shine Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports, not NFL, sports and the animated <laughs> energy of the Mad Dog himself, Mad Dog. Christopher Russo it's the channel to talk about your favorite sports team, Mad Dog Sports Radio Channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM all North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. 
you stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Fox News Headlines 24-7 is on Sirius XM with headlines every 15 minutes. I'm Kevin Brinkholm. I'm Therese Crawford. I'm Jim McKay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News Headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready when you are. From America's News Headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115 or listen on the Sirius XM app. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio Live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. So glad you get an opportunity to tune in tonight. Feel the temperatures all starting to slide a little bit. Uh, tonight, just before we got uh, into the air chair, I had to fire up one of those quick wicks and uh, got the fire going on the inside. That's the first fire of the year, I might add. Uh, had to light it up so that Susie Q wasn't freezing here in the studio. Uh, nice and warm in here. Thanks, Frank. At quick, quick, you did it again, brother. Uh, we got the fire going once again, trouble free. Uh, you want to pick up quick, quicks if you got a fireplace. Uh, going to save you a lot of time. No paper, no kindling, none of that. Put a quick, quick in there. Throw a couple logs and presto, uh, some instant heat. But what do you say we get back to the hotline? And I'm excited. I always enjoy talking with our next guest. Uh, he's not just a stock car racer. He's not just the Iron Man. He is a real good friend of mine. Uh, he drives to the number 36 Quaker State Chevrolet and has probably for 40 years. Maybe not all uh, Chevrolets, but he's been with Quaker State a long time. And he is Gary Elliott. Uh, he comes to us from the East Coast of Canada. What's going on there, brother? How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me on your show. I, I look forward to it just as much as you do. I, I get I get excited when uh, to know that there's a lot of people listening to your program from Ontario and the Maritimes, and I miss a lot of people from the Maritimes. So they get a, or Ontario, I mean, and they get a they get a chance to find out what's going on with me. Yeah, absolutely, Gary. It's great to hear your voice. I might add, I uh, follow you along on Twitter and Facebook. You do an incredible job. I might add with all of that social media stuff. Uh, I'm constantly on there having a look around and I see that iconic green Quaker state car and I always got a key in on it. It hasn't been a bad season for you. I know it's the pandemic, another pandemic year. Uh, we did a little better this year than we did last year. Uh, and, uh, you had some results. I know you want to win, but you didn't this year. It is coming, though, right? It's got to be forward progress. At least it looked like it. No, 100%. Uh, we raced only eight times in 2020. We raced 10 this year, and uh, we lost a couple of races due to border issues with uh, with COVID. It's crazy. When I was living in Dundas and near Hamilton, 
uh, it was two and a half hours to Sobel Speedway. I could just go there, no issue. Well, it was two and a half hours for me to go to Petty Speedway, and I got across the border, and now they're, you know, they're asking for papers and stuff. So a lot of people can't go, and they had to cancel one race because a lot of their fans from Nova Scotia go there, and they weren't sure what kind of issues they were. But it was a better year, uh, COVID-wise. We got 10 more races, and I'm hoping that the people up here are watching the races in the U.S. and seeing where most of them are full. So we should be able to do that. It's nice to see hockey hockey games with full people, like full attendance. So I'm hoping that we're going to get back that way. We never did in Nova Scotia have a, a full attendance race. We had uh, It was getting a little bit better, but it's still really hard on the racetracks. I, I feel bad for them that they can't bring in, you know, three or four or 5,000 people, especially for one of these tour races because there's a lot of really, really good kids racing in this series. And, um, yes, I had a good year. Um, we were able, I thank God for the fact that I, w- I have a great crew, that I was able to get enough sponsorship money to get us through the season. We made every single race. And, um, yeah, we, we, we kept getting better every, every time out. I was determined to, to reduce the, the gap between me and the fastest cars. Um, the only thing is, like, you know, I'm running against 20, 22, 23, 24-year-olds, uh. same as in Ontario. And uh, but we did go from a 14.9 of Scotia to a 14.5, so we we reduced our, our our variance between the fastest cars and our car, and we had a lot of fun this year. This is the first year in quite a few that I didn't beat myself up all the time because I couldn't keep up. But you know, I somebody said, "How old are you?" I said, "47." He said, "47." Yeah. I said, "No, wait, I was born in 47." <laughs> <laughs> So, but anyway, I did. I had a great time, and my crew was really, really good. I, I thank them for their support, and they learned so much. They were new last year, and man, oh man, they were they did a great job this year. So we we did we finished sixth in points. And Gary, we might add here too for the listeners. Uh, you did get a brand new car when you pulled the tent pegs here in the province of Ontario after being here for, I don't know, 50 years or so. You pulled the yep. tent pegs, you go out to Truro. I can never say the name of Truro. that town right. <laughs> uh, Nova Scotia. You set up camp there. Uh, that's where you live now. You went out there. You sold your modified. You sold your late model here in the province of Ontario. You go out there. You purchase a brand new car. Uh, and I might add, it was a bullet, but it was a brand new car to you, right? Like, and I can't stress enough, how many times do, uh, you know, guys go out and get new cars, and it takes a couple of years anyway to get it sorted out, and that's under normal circumstances. You got to remember, this has been pandemic years, lack no. of testing, uh, actually no testing at times, and you're only talking about an eight-race year last year, ten races this year. That isn't a lot of time to get everything acclimated, brand-new crew, brand-new car, and get everything figured out. It takes time is what I'm trying to get at, and you are getting results. You're trimming time off those lap times. It is coming. It is moving forward, and you got to be excited for next year. Yes, I am. And um, so just, it, it, you're right. That Like the car, the two cars that I sold in Ontario, the one that I bought here was seven years, no, it was 12 years newer than the late model that I had in Ontario. So 
it, it wasn't a new car. It was a uh, 2017, but it, it was a it, like you said, it was new to me, and um, I had to get used to the car. And then I had no crew when I got here, but every single crew member phoned me and asked me if I needed any help, and I said yes, I do. And they were all rookies, and they've all just grown to be great, great crew guys. I mean, they're they're seasoned veterans. I now they are like in two years. 18 races and they've been with me and they, they do a fantastic job and that, so I had a new car a new to me but a car that I never raced before it's a distance Jeff Taylor car and it was one of Cole Butcher's and he, you know he's one of the best drivers in Canada let alone in the Maritimes and in Nova Scotia you'll see him in the in the the 400 uh, all-american 400 and and in the snowball derby he'll be down there with his brother Jared but they uh, they gave me a good car. He told me what to do to set it up. And we do our own setup right now because just because I, I, I don't have the facility to be able to go and just get anybody to set up my car and, and pay them. So I need to learn how to do it. And I have the equipment to do it. And the, the guys are learning fast. And so we put the car on stands and we scale it after every race. And we do a nut and bolt, everything. And we don't we haven't beaten up the car in two years. So it's still good. And that. And if you don't beat up your race car, then you can get better week after week. You don't have to go back to start over from square one. So new car, new crew, and new tracks. I never raced any of these tracks before. Right. So I'm slowly getting better on the tracks. And I get a lot of encouragement from some of the drivers. They'll come by and say, you're doing great. You know, I move over when I'm getting lapped. And you know what? 74 years old, I'm racing, and I'm three-tenths off the fastest car, and these kids are all in their 20s, so I told you this before. NASA is going to freeze me, and <laughs> when them guys, all them guys, you know, you know, Nicholas Noggle and Cole Butcher and you know, Craig Slam White and all those young guys here, when they're 74, they're going to bring me out. <laughs> uh, they'll NASA will, and then we'll race against them then when they're 74. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? That would I, yeah, I'd pay money to go see that as well because you're doing a valiant effort uh, racing against these guys now as it is. Uh, Gary, it has been a kind of a crazy year. You got to tracks that um, you know you you went around last year. Did it feel different this year? Did you approach 2021 totally different than 2020? I can well imagine. Yes, I did. Uh, my last race last year was at Shediac. And it was the closest track to anything in Ontario. The tracks down here, most of them down here are pretty, are, are way, way different than on Ontario. And Riverside is just a, is an unbelievable fast, fast, high bank racetrack. But it, 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 it'll tear a young guy. It'll wear a young guy, let alone me. So I had to, I, I got a cool suit, number one, which had, it gave me more energy last, my energy lasted longer. Um, the other thing is that when I had such a great, run last year at Shediac and I was so positive all winter and we did everything on the car ourselves we did everything we we fixed the things that needed to be fixed and then we set up the car and we were fast from when I say fast like for me we didn't go backwards we went forward and as the season went along we got faster and so I'm looking forward to next year but I think what I have to do is I have to get myself physically stronger so you know I'm you know, I'm praying for more strength, good health. I want to meet. I want to make two more years at least to reach that golden jubilee anniversary with Quaker State, 50 years. So that's 
that's going to be probably my biggest feather in my cap for racing that I was able to race 50 years with with a corporate sponsor. And so we're at, we just completed 49. A year from now, we'll be, I'll have, we'll, we'll, my team will be able to complete 49 years with Quaker State. And I'm already have my paint, paint scheme planned for, <laughs> for the 50th year. And I, and I really want to uh, try to do something good, like for my fans, for promotional items, like hats and t-shirts. And, you know, I want to see if I can get a die cast car made and stuff, but I can't do this myself. I need to get some people to kind of help me with this because but that's what i want to do at the 50th year and i'm not saying that'll be my last year but that's a milestone that i never even dreamed of when i i, I got a picture of my hobby car 10 years with quaker state in 1983 and then i had that book that we made the anniversary book you yeah. put an ad in it for me and that was 40 years with quaker state and i wasn't sure if i could if i could keep going but i haven't missed any nights and the only ones i missed this year were because of covid and um my streak is still going, and you know I'm uh, I'm enjoying it. I have more fun this year than before because I put less stress on myself. So, you know, when I just finally sit down and said, "You're 74, you're not 47, you're 74. Calm down." <laughs> uh, exactly. Just, you know what I mean? Like, just don't worry about it. Like, and my kids are doing the same thing. They tell me all the time, "Dad, just go out and have fun." You know what? You're, you know, you're racing against the toughest guys. Well, some of them are the toughest guys in Canada, for yep. sure. Um, these these kids down here and the ones that are running fast are as good as the guys in Ontario that are running at the top. Without any question, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Seen them all. And, uh, yeah, the cast of characters you're running against uh, doesn't get uh, much, much... Uh, it uh, doesn't get uh, harder, I can guarantee it. Uh, those guys are, are real tough customers. Gary, any goal that I've ever, and I've known you uh, for a long, long time, any goal that you have ever set, uh, I've yet to see you not reach a goal that you have publicly come out and said, I'm going to do this. Um, and that's the cool part. That's what made me a Gary Elliott fan way back in the day. And I'm still one of those guys. Uh, to have Quaker State with you that long uh, is, is saying a ton about you and the way you do things uh, with that race car. Uh, fans I know out in Nova Scotia could go by Walmart this year. And even though it was a COVID year, I bet you you were still out. Uh, you know, at least greeting some fans, mask on, social distance and all that. But Gary Elliott would have still been out there promoting. Yes, I did four shows this year. I did three at Canadian Tire, and I did one at Pie Chevrolet. And I wanted to do more, but I wanted to do one with Strictly Hydraulics, and you're familiar with them in Dartmouth. Yep. Um, but it's just that because of COVID, we couldn't get the, you know, they couldn't have a, a group of people. And so otherwise, it so we're hoping for 2022 that I can do more shows. Um, to me, like, I love racing, and like I, I would be so heartbroken, and I have, I've already thought about. It. I've already had tears when I think about when I say I'm not racing anymore. I don't know how. I honestly don't know how I can say that because it's it's been my whole life. And my my son raced, David and Shirley raced, both my grandkids raced, and you know what? David should have been the one that was still racing, and even my son-in-law Derek Charisma, he he raced. You know, super late models like 
it's in our family and I'm still going. And, um, and it's not that they didn't want to race. They did want to race, but it's, it's really tough financially, especially at this level. And, uh, so I need to, you know, pray about what I can get, get, I make a budget just like a business, any business. And then I try to I reach the, the goals for sponsorship with that budget. And then I have to race accordingly. Now, having said that, that wouldn't mean if somebody come along and said, Gary, here's a hundred thousand dollars. I want you to win the next race. I'd say, yeah, you know what? You better put me in a thunder. You better put me in some other car besides <laughs> one of these because they're just uh, so fast and they wear me out. Like I just get more out by 50 laps. It's, it's tough. And I'm not used to running 150 laps. I am now. But when I came here from those, from Ontario, we would run twin 35 late model features. We never ran 150 lap features. Yeah, exactly. So, Exactly. So, uh, totally different mindset, a totally different preparation set. And I knew that was going to be an issue. Uh, you know, 150 is the minimum that you'll see one of those Pro Stock Tour races be. And then, of course, the 250s, the iconic Cat 250. And just uh, announced the other day, the IWK 250 yeah. going to come up in July, July 21st, actually, 2022. Uh, they are longer races, and it takes a lot more to prepare for them. Well, and it takes a lot more strength too, physical strength, because it's just, it's just as physical. It's just, well, I mean, you know, like if I was sitting, sitting beside, if I was, we were being interviewed beside Cole Butcher and you said to him, so is it, is 200 laps uh, very, you know, strenuous for you? And he might say, no, not really. You know, like I, I'm used to doing that because I go down to the All American 400. Then you said, Gary, Elliot, at 74, is 200 laps too much for you? <laughs> said no kidding joe come on yeah <laughs> 200 laps you know that's hard but you know what this year we ran two 200 lap races one at petty and one at scotia so i just you know what i go out and i just do the best i can and over the winter i probably want to work out a little bit more get more upper body strength and i think that's you know not you know that's probably one way that i could make myself a little bit healthier like i, I think i'm healthy i eat good but I think that, you know, I could use a little bit more strength. But I don't know too many guys that at the age of 75 years old start working out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you can do it. I can guarantee it. And, Gary, you will never retire out of the sport. You may not be behind the wheel a couple of years from now. But I've told you this before, and I'll tell it to you again. The minute you don't sit behind the wheel of that race car, I'm going to have a microphone in your hand, and you will be a race time radio broadcaster. I can guarantee it. Well, I would love that. I would definitely love that, Joel. Yeah. Well, we need expertise like you on the broadcast. And, uh, hey, whether you're in the car or out, uh, I know you're going to be part of this sport. Gary, it's been great catching up with you tonight. I know uh, it was a decent season. I wanted to get you on here, and uh, uh, great to hear that we do have plans for 2022, and it sounds like plans are well underway. We'll keep up with you through the off season and see how things are coming. Are you going to make next year's paint scheme look any different than this year? I, no, I think what I'll do is I'm going to I'm going to really look forward to making the big change in in the 50th year of Quaker State. That's when I'm going to really come out with a new paint scheme. The car, the paint scheme now is the best looking race car we've ever had. And, um, you know, and fans love it and I'm going to keep it probably basically the same. Um, and then I, you know, and then, but then this time next year, while we'll be, we'll be looking for, you know, like a new paint scheme, something that'll be really, 
really going to stand out because uh, to celebrate 50 years. And, and I really want to do something like I'd like to give away bikes or I'd like to every night I'd like to give away two bikes on behalf of Quaker State of me. And I'd like to, you know, I, I, there's a whole bunch of things I'm already planning right now for the 50th year. So that's kind of a big assumption, but I trust God's going to give me the health and the provision that I need to be able to do that. And if it's okay, Joe, I know my time is going to be close to be up, but yeah. I just want to thank some people. Um, if it's okay, I want to, oh, yeah. is that all right? Yeah, yeah, you go. Yeah, so listen, uh, so obviously Quaker State, this year was 48 years, so I thank them very much. Lincoln Electric, they were, they've been with me 19 years. PPG, Permatex, Grindstone. Grindstone was the only sponsor, not corporate, that stayed with me from Ontario. And I'm, and I'm so thankful for them. And, um, they were, they were one of my major sponsors this year. Uh, along with Epic Racewear, uh, Inscape, they, they, uh, they, they do my autograph cards, and they stayed with me, and they're from Ontario. I got Pie Chevrolet from Toro, Nova Scotia, Strictly Hydraulics. A new sponsor down here, Wingnut Productions, they do they do my photography. And Finish Line Vinyl, they they lettered my car, and he did a fantastic job. My goodness. Like, we, were, we won Best Appearing Car last year on the fan boat. And um, we've been nominated again this year. So, you know what, that, that was really good. And then a quick look, they were on my car all year this year. And uh, they, they've got a couple of really good kids that they're sponsoring in Ontario. They're going to be superstars, in, you know, in the next few years. And then, of course, my crew, Shannon, Riley, Bob, Bob Landry, Chris White, Tyler Hallahan, which is um, Tyler Hallahan of... Uh, Oh my goodness! I forgot his first name now. Um, Jim Jim Hallahan. Jim Jim, Jim Hallahan. Sorry, Jim. How could uh, I forget that? I watched him when I was a kid. Yeah. So Jim yeah, yeah. Hallahan's uh, grandson, and Jeff DeCosta and Jacqueline, really really good guys. And they were, you know, when they show when they came to the races, they all were doing something and helping me. And so I thank God for them and for everything. And and I'm I'm looking forward to next year. Good deal, Gary Elliott, and we're looking forward to seeing you back on the track. We will be back uh, in touch with you through the off season, and we'll see how things are coming along. Sound good? Sounds good, Joe, and thank you very much to you and a little Joe and Sue. Thank you. Your dynamite stuff. That is Gary Elliott, driver of the number 36 for Quaker State, and he is in that East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Uh, we are going to hit this break. When we come back, I got a Flamborough update for you. And we are going to have Clinton Jeffrey, G Force TV. He's going to be on with us. We're going to look back at uh, how the dirt season went and how the season went in general with Clinton Jeffrey. Look forward to it. We will be back in just a moment. This is Randy Hooker, owner of the Country View Golf Course, number 38, Chevrolet. And you're listening to Race Time Radio. Get your race fix anytime online. Also available on Facebook. Just search Race Time Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com. 
Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit. Add your wood and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quick Wick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Like, oh. Perfect! Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels. The worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Whether it be radio or racing, side-by-side is no problem for these guys. Let the fireworks begin. We're back to the two Joes. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Well, not two Joes tonight, only one Joe. Uh, the other Joe at Flamborough Speedway, little update there. Uh, Bester Forest product, Fords, uh, a pair of them finished 1-2. Uh, Lane Zardo continues his winning ways at Flamborough. He goes to victory lane. Roy Wilkie in second. Carson Nagy in third. Uh, by the look of it, Corey McAllister and Justin Collison round out your top five in super stock. Pro stock, or not pro stock, but pro late. Up on the track next, I believe. Uh, but that's done at Flamborough Speedway, and that gets you up to date there. Let's get to the hotline, shall we? And welcome in our final guest of the evening. Uh, GeForce TV is where you could find this pit reporter, and he does an a, a incredible job each and every time. Good friend of race time, it is Clinton Jeffrey. What's going on tonight there, Clinton? How are you? Hey, Joe, how are things with you? Not too bad at all, man. You're uh, in the truck driving home, are you? Yeah, I'm with wife Christine. We're just heading back from a great weekend at Brockville. I wouldn't say great weekend. We had a good time with our friends, but uh, Mother Nature 
rained on the whole weekend on them. So uh, a bit a bit of a crazy weekend, but we had fun anyway. Yeah, that's you, buddy. That's the way you roll. Uh, whenever you're there, uh, you're going to find the fun in it, I can guarantee it. Not a bad season all in all, uh, 2021. Uh, you guys did a great job on G-Force, man. I followed it along on a lot of races. You guys got a lot in this year. Yeah, thanks, Joe. I mean, for the last two seasons, we've had a great crew out there bringing these races to the fans. Uh, we're super proud that we're not pay-per-view, that it's free. And, you know, we have a bunch of great partners that we share with you, guys like Quickwick and Pinties and a lot of other great people that really help us make things happen. And, uh, you know, we're... We're just trying to do our best. We're, we're all fans of the sport, and anytime we can get more eyeballs on what we do, it's, it's a success. And you guys did go from dirt back to asphalt uh, in the APC series, back to the dirt series. Uh, it was a good season that way, back and forth. Now, Clinton, I know uh, you are full blast at Oswegan until this year. Pandemic, you guys didn't get a chance to open this year. Uh, what was it like for you? Must have been driving you crazy, albeit you were on the road a lot. But uh, your home track must have drove you nuts. You you guys haven't raced in two years. Yeah, it's definitely been difficult. You know, uh, I don't think we're stepping on a limb to say we were one of the leaders in the short track community on everything we did on the dirt our weekend. So for us to be sitting idle while everybody else got to play was a bit tough for us. But, I mean, um, we have not stopped there. We've continued to make improvements. All the pit roads have been paved now. Uh, there's going to be a lot more concrete going in for pit stalls. we got a two-story VIP tower going in on the back straightaway. There's a new scoring tower going in. We just got a uh, new internet tower. It's crazy. So we And, and new front and back stretch concrete walls for our Pinty's dirt race. So there's been lots of, uh, lots of stuff going on. And if you know Glenn Styers, he never stopped. You know, he, he, he got, went out and got himself a Pinty's car with uh, Dave White. And now he's, he's got a 358 modified. <laughs> So he hasn't slowed down, but the big thing for us, Joe, is, you know, that that's why we've gone out. And I told Luke at, uh, Ramsey from APC at the end of last year when we had our meeting when he asked us to come back. Uh, Adam Ross and I were there, and I told him then we were going to create a spring car series that would offset what they did on uh, non-APC nights. And we were very successful in doing that with the Action Sprint Tour, you know, which completed today. Jacob Dykes is our champion, and congratulations to uh, the 5D and all they did. They had a dominant season as did Jordan Poirier, but uh, we went out and created some great dirt events, and I think the cross-pollination has been my favorite term for the last 24 months has been, you know, we a lot of APC folks and late model fans learned about sprint cars, and a lot of sprint car fans, you know, learned a lot about pavement late models, and I think uh, we did a great job of, of kind of breaking down the barrier between, you know, the, the snobbery but from each side, <laughs> from the dirt side to the asphalt side. Everybody's seen that what the other side's doing is just as amazing and, and just as much hard work goes into it. And I think we, we saw a lot of our fans that on the off nights went over to check out an APC race when they could and vice versa on the dirt side. So we're, we're super proud of that. You know, the sprint car stuff has been fabulous. And, you know, I, I was with Glenn Styers all weekend at Brockville. He had his modified down there. And, you know, he just said we're, our plan is to build another amazing schedule like we always have and, and, Full, uh, full speed ahead until we're told we can't do it. Uh, incredible. Uh, Clinton, you know, we had a good conversation last week with Glenn. Great to hear he is on the mend and back uh, and back into a race car. Uh, you know, they're, they're just phenomenal. And to hear everything that's happening, 
out of Schwaken. And, uh, you know, it, it, I can't wait to see what that schedule is going to look like. When do you think you're going to have that schedule formulated and sort of out there, even if it's tentative? When can fans expect to see what's going to, you know, kind of unfold in 2022? Well, when I go to sleep tonight, our season's officially over for everything we've done around here after today. So um, we've got a lot of the framework mapped out already. I'm planning on having a meeting with Glenn midweek this week to sit down and go over some of the ideas and thoughts we have. I mean, we, we're trying to get the Nationals back on, which has been a major event for us, the Canadians for our Nationals. We have a Pinty's race that's been sitting idle for two years, and we got a lot of teams ready to go. And um, I, I would think... How about a Christmas gift? Would that be cool? Oh, wouldn't it? That that would be perfect. I can tell you that, uh, especially if tickets go on sale for all of the above. The Canadian Sprint Car Nationals, second to none. Uh, the, you know, it, when I think back, some of the biggest, best races a few years ago were all at this weekend. Uh, seeing Tony Stewart come in and win his first sprint car race. Uh, to see all of what has been transpired there throw in an Oscar Pindy's race on dirt, something totally different. I know the excitement level uh, will be off the chip when everything does finally roll out. Can you see the way clear to maybe seeing the, the world of outlaws come back in, or is that, uh, you know, maybe a stretch and got to wait till 2023? I just don't see it, Joe. Um, quickly on the outlaws, when I want to touch on a couple of the other things you just mentioned, you know, with the outlaws, um, we've tried to negotiate. As you know, Glenn Sires isn't afraid to take the uh, the gamble when it comes to putting money on the table, whether that be $100,000 on one night to bring in the outlaws. And it's only a gamble when days like today with the weather come in and kind of beat you up. But, right. you, I, you know, I've seen us go backwards 45000 on a night when it rained because the fans didn't show up and the racing still went on. So mm-hmm. that can be painful. But I think, you know, with regards to the outlaws, we try to negotiate with them. They don't come to Canada for anybody anymore. And I think with COVID, I think it's a real stretch to see the outlaws back in our weekend anytime soon, simply because even before COVID, they weren't really interested in doing the paperwork and all the extra stuff. And it's not that they didn't, you know, want to come. It's just the hoops they would have to jump through uh, with all the manifests to bring all their trucking stuff and their and their uh, souvenir stuff. It's just a real pain, and it's very difficult for them. And so unless we could string together five, six races for them, which don't make sense at our weekend, and, you know, some of the other dirt tracks aren't really equipped to take that gamble or take the capacity what you need to run a show like that. It just makes it tough. So what I've tried to do in the past couple of years as manager is concentrate on our guys, the crates, the 360s, and then we put the money into bringing in the superstars to race with them. So if you recall, uh, in 2019, we brought in Chris Rappel, Rico Abreu, Tony Stewart to race with our guys. And I think that that's the proper plan for us to go forward. And one thing Glenn's taught me too is, you know, let's concentrate on what we built. And what we created, and I think when we have our head into that game, it pays better dividends for us than putting a hundred thousand dollars just to pay the outlaws to come for one night. When we could do a hundred grand and do some amazing stuff with our guys, and also we we bring in the four tens, we're making our guys race there, and they're bringing a knife to a gunfight. I think the better way is to make these guys bring their three sixties to town and showcase. And you know, Glenn's had a big association with Kyle Larson for two years now, so. I can't say we're going to get Kyle, but I think we've got a direct line of communication to get guys like him back. Um, and I think for our Pinty's race, it's going to be absolutely amazing. It's going to be – I'll put my reputation on right now and say it's going to be the best car count the Pinty Series has seen in 10 years. Uh-huh. I expect 24 to 30 cars to show up for that race. Every Pinty's car that's eligible and built in the 
country is going to be there and race. And I can say that confidently because I know at least five to ten dirt guys who don't race asphalt are going to come out of the woodwork, put the money down, rent those cars, and we're going to have 30 cars that Pinty's race. Can you imagine? And that's what I could sort of see, Clinton, when that was formally announced a couple of years ago that it was going to take place before, you know, the pandemic hit. It was I could just see the potential in it. Talking with DJ and Andrew Ranger after doing some testing there, the excitement level off the hook. And I know when everything does start to roll, I agree wholeheartedly with you. That is one that fans will not want to miss, and I don't think they will. They they won't be able to uh, get there quick enough, I can guarantee it. Yeah, if I can just turn it back to sprint cars now for a minute, you know, that's our bread and butter. Uh, we, we started the crate sprints a couple of years ago. We've, we've branched it out now. We had Quebec drivers there today at Brockville. Brockville races it weekly. You're going to see an east and west tour before too long with a national championship for crate sprints, which is super amazing that we've gone from 11 cars seven years ago to now over 60 at, going to be racing at a weekend on a regular basis and another 20 to 30 in the east that are being put together i know jacob dykstra our champion sold their car today at the racetrack to somebody who bought the car from the east to go down and race at brockville and i can't thank henry paul and cheryl at brockville enough for jumping on board with us and then you know tony Terry and jen booth at Pinty's for for buying into our plan to take sprint cars and really put them on a stage alongside the APC and show that dirt sprint car racing is just as strong, classy, and powerful as everything going on in the blacktop. So that's been amazing. You know, Jordan Poirier came in from Quebec every week to race. Him and Jacob Dykstra dominated the two divisions. Pinty's gave us a three-year deal, so you're going to see both those series back uh, for next year, and we're just super pumped. I mean, we never stop, Joe. You know that, and I think uh, – when we finally get uh, unlocked back at Osh Weekend, it's going to be full cylinders. G-Force has been amazing for us. We have plans to continue that. Uh, heck, man, I'm already looking forward to 2022. <laughs> and the 2021 season isn't officially over until you get your butt back inside the door at home. Uh, you did a great yeah. job this year, my friend, and uh, just congratulations on a great year. Thanks for what you do. It was great. I know I took it all in uh, from uh, wherever I was uh, to be able to uh, catch some of the best racing in the country. And uh, you did a great job, my friend. You, Adam, and uh, everybody at GeForce, congratulations. And uh, thanks so much for the time tonight. I know I'm going to get you back in through the off season, and we'll uh, dig into that schedule as things start to unfold. Can't wait to see what you've got cooking. Thanks, Joe. You know, Adam and Greg Callan do a fabulous job in our booth. Spencer and Daniel producing. I mean, and all our camera crew who have done a great job this year. I can't thank them enough. Just want to send a shout-out to all your listeners. Uh, you can go to GeForceTV.net or go to YouTube and search GeForce. 24 hours a day, on demand. You can watch every APC race, every Actors Sprinter race, every Knights of Thunder race, and a whole bunch of other programs that we covered. Um, all free, all winter long. So go out. When you need your racing fix, G-Force is there for you until we come back live next break. You betcha. Thanks so much for the time tonight there, Clinton. Thanks, Joe. And once again, I want to thank Jordan Poirier. Congrats to him on the championship. And Jacob Dykstra, I know they're hustling home. Six hours for them guys to get home. We appreciate them hanging out with us all summer. And I look forward to great things. Thanks.
That is Clinton Jeffrey. What a guy. And uh, he's a busy dude. He's got lots coming down the pipe. We'll find more out about us weekend as things unfold. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight here on Race Time Radio. Look at that. Two hours gone. Uh, Junior, still down at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, things are unfolding. I believe I seen uh, the name Glenn Watson and John Cadman and Dario Capriccio, Dustin Jackson, and Mike Miller. That is your super late model finish, I believe. But you will have to check it out. Frostoberfest unfolding as we speak. But that's going to do it for us on Race Time Radio. Can't thank you enough for tuning in tonight here on Sirius XM Channel 167. We look forward to doing it all again next Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on 167. Junior should be back in the studio. Don't think there's another race for him next weekend. He'll be back here, and we'll pick it up. We'll get some more champions on here, and we'll get off to the west coast of Canada next week, and we'll bring in some of those guys. Have a good week, everybody. Be safe, and uh, we'll catch you next time right here live on Race Time Radio. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.